This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. You have forgotten who you are, and so you have forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Beckinsale. You are more than what you have become. Welcome to our summer movie preview. So, we've forgotten <laughs> you, Jacob? Is that what you're saying? No, Bacon Sale's forgotten who they are. That's you, what you said that's, you've forgotten you. Is that what I said? I you, will you, never forget you. You've forgotten yourself and so forgotten. You have forgotten yourself, Simba, and so forgotten me. I think it was well delivered. I know I liked it. I liked oh, thank it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was actually really worried. I'm like, I, oh, wait, did I, was, I mix up the words? No, no, you did good. Okay, I was okay. just trying. To, I was trying to figure out context of who was you and who was me in this context. I'm talking to Bacon Cell. I'm saying we can do better than summer movie preview. Well, welcome. That's to ba- what that was. Can we? Welcome to Bacon Cell. <laughs> uh, you, just so you, you are reminded, you are Joel. I'm Joel. Yes. And then I can't, and you are Jake. I must be Jake. So I remembered the other two. I well mean, done. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? He remembered. <laughs> First, Jacob's downplaying our episode at the very beginning, and now Kent's forgetting who we are. What is happening? I'm the only one not forgetting. Reset. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for listening to our uh, episode we had last time, which was the ranking every single Marvel movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know why I'm singing. Yay. Wow. That's a lot of words. It was. Uh, and it was funny because, uh, not funny, but actually I really appreciate it. People were submitting their 1 to 22. Yeah. And they it was creative because I believe it was Sam Ma. He did a, he was trying to get around the Twitter character limit count. And so he actually did little emojis for the, yeah, for the they movies. were adorable. So it was fun to guess which one was which. Like, uh, for example, it had like the green sick face and then a strong arm. So it was like vomit arm. But nice. then people were like, oh, the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. I think yeah. he spent more time on that than the writers did on most of those scripts. <laughs> But yeah, good job, Sam. The Incredible Hulk, you mean? You're a hate <laughs> on all those movies. Oh, yes, Jacob. <laughs> well played, Sam. Yes, Jacob. Well played. Yes. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't bring that on the show. <laughs> yes, but it was just fun to see your, your responses. It is funny, too, because people, people were very concerned to listen to the episode. I actually had uh, someone text me and say, like, you you promise there's no spoilers in this, and I'm like, yeah. we stay far away from it, far and then, from Endgame. And then because I and then on Twitter they said, uh, hey, did were there any spoilers in this one? And and one person I think it was Terry said no, and then Sam was like, Sam again. There's a, there's a little one in there, and I was and I was like, what are you talking about? I just listened I to. I might it. have made a reference. We no, we didn't even mention plot or any character names. We mentioned some actors who were confirmed to be in the movie also he said one movie was tied to the end of the movies which was silly because there's 22 movies in this franchise they're well, all tied here's here's the other thing is that people got a little too sensitive on yeah. Endgame. well spoilers, people are very probably. worried about yeah. Endgame spoilers and i think it's funny because we may make passing reference on it from now on well it's cl- not that it's, it's going to be in this time but it's in the pop culture now yeah like it is now part of the conversation so i actually don't really care if we spoil or not well and by by the time this airs it yes. will be a week over a week after it is this been movie out. will made nearly two billion dollars and so and if you I haven't seen it yeah. your fault I, I, yeah this thing is like from yeah. here on out you can't expect any sort of thing it, being spoiler free if you're going to be on the internet. Listen to Bacon Cell depends on the topic. Yeah. But we'll give you spoiler alerts like, we do, I, we, like do. we do for 1960 movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, you say spoiler alert, he dies, you know, or whatever. You actually yeah. give the spoilers for You got to be quick on that button. Give yeah. the spoiler <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what else we got, though? Well, you know what we do have is. What do we have? This weekend, Kent, this very Saturday. This Saturday, May 11th? This Saturday, May 11th, from 4 to 6, you can find us at. The From Scratch Restaurant, downtown Salt Lake City. Wait, you'll find Kent, Joel, and Jacob there? All three of us. Wearing bacon cell shirts? 
I might be. Or Wait, might are, are we'll we see. like the band wearing our own shirts yes. to our concerts? Yes. Yeah, that seems weird, right? Can I just can I just put a little banner up or something like that we'll instead see. of a shirt? Maybe we could do that. But okay, okay Jacob, if we're going to be there, that's not big of a draw. Sweeten the pot. Sweeten the pot. You know, here's what we need to do. Let's give everyone who shows up a, I don't know, like a $15 burger for free. You, you're talking about the bacon cell burger. The bacon cell burger that, has, that we designed. That has <clears throat> jalapeno and bacon baked into the bun. Yes. Yes. Then a, a uh, delicious, delicious yes. bun. Uh, barbecue sauce on the bottom, onion straws, a, a hamburger patty, delicious yep. with a quarter pounder? A uh, third half pound. pound. Half pound. No, it's no, half, it's, half, half, half pound. It's, it's half. like a third pound. No, it was it? a half pound. It's a big patty. And then you get uh, pastrami. Yes. And then you get bacon, sh- bacon and then cheese. And then ranch on the top, and uh, with some uh, no, grilled jalapenos. grilled jalapenos, and then the upper bun. This burger is I'm approximately so a foot and a half tall. <laughs> it's so big. Just you know, and it comes with fries. Yeah. And all you have to do is download the Grub Pass app and bring that with you. And when you show the Grub Pass at at the Grub Pass app at the From Scratch restaurant. You get the free bacon. We burger. literally are asking nothing else from you. In fact, bacon sales not asking anything at all. We're just telling you the good news, yeah. honestly. But guys, I don't know how to use my phone or the internet. How can I find From Scratch <laughs> Restaurant? Talk to a Gen Zer. <laughs> <laughs> it is at 62 East Gallivan Avenue, Salt Lake City. It's over by the KUTV building, uh, yep. like right in the heart of downtown. It's, yes. Yeah. What is what is it by? I'm trying to think of what's right around there. Yeah, do your homework before. BPG show sticks. Up, bring bring a fr- anyone you know that has a smartphone. Bring them, and they can get the free. They don't have to be a well. fan of bacon sale. No, it doesn't have anything to do but with guys, bacon sale. What if I don't want to have dinner before 6 p.m. and I can't make it till after you leave? What <laughs> do I do then? Well, random stranger who walked into the bacon cave, <laughs> uh, we are going to be there from four to six, and then we're packing it up and packing it in. Let, let me begin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can actually be there until they close. They're going to be open until ten o'clock. Ten, I believe. They might go a little later too if there's a, if there's a crowd. So you can go anytime after four p.m. and uh, get your free burger. We're going to be there for the couple hours, but four feel to free ten. To go there whenever. is a six-hour window on this day, and you can show up, get a free burger at any time during that. All you need is the app. So say you love bacon cell, but you hate us and our faces. <laughs> what, you can what? go there on a date night <laughs> with whoever you want, and you can get a free burger and a delicious one at that. Yeah, it is delicious. So, yeah, but guys, <laughs> what if I only have a flip phone? <laughs> then I can't download apps. Bring your tablet. Whatever. Oh, okay. I have a Kindle. <laughs> why, why do you have an Go accent, home, too? Mom. <laughs> uh, so, yes, join uh, us. It's going to be fun. It's this weekend, May 11th, starting at 4 p.m. Mountain Daylight yeah. Time. Yeah, you'll find us right away. We'll have a couple surprises there for you, but come yep. get the free food. It's going to be Surprise, awesome. Jacob's a woman. <laughs> I haven't even asked him well, out yet. My mom, my, my mom sounds like a dad, uh, dad so I mean, they're going to make sense. I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Speaking okay. of not knowing it's happening. Yes. Uh, as you know, in the month of March, everyone who upgraded their Patreon account or joined Patreon yes. got a reward, a number of rewards. They can design, they can make a design for our store. And then also I told them that I was going to do songs. So I have a couple, two more that I'm doing tonight. So whoever these songs are for, I hope they love them, Joel, because I am thrilled to death. In fact, I'm not going to say a word until the song's over just to keep the song as pristine as possible. No, you don't. I will try. Yeah. You can try. That won't be easy. But here's the thing about these. So these are two people that... uh, Can we have a replay of last week, too? What do you mean? Well, they're released on Patreon.com forward slash bacon sale. Ah. This week, it's a couple people that I've actually met in person. And so these are a little more personalized, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I can't wait. Uh, this first one is actually for Ryan Farron, friend of the show. He's been on the show. Yeah. He did our uh, robot show with us, yep. famous robots. And I actually knew him from high school back in the day. 
So there's a couple... Apparently, uh, he thought you were a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, according to the podcast we <laughs> yeah. listen to, a More Civilized Podcast. But this song has a couple inside joke references, so it might not be as relatable to you. But Ryan, if you're out there, thank you for being a patron. This song is for you. Ooh la la. There was a time when I was adrift in New York. It was a play with some friends of mine. Then in Woods Cross, he and I were reunited. And both our wives became friends that day. Now he came on our show. And talked AI bots and droids. We learned so much, and he only slightly got annoyed. He was Ryan when I met him. He's still Ryan, but a patron. So grateful for his charity. Thank you, Ryan. You're so gnarly. And of course, thank you, Marley. For the wassail. The Farrens are a great family. Yeah! There you go. <laughs> so many. That was the most personalized song I've ever heard. It was very personalized, but I cannot do Steven Tyler's voice. I'm sorry, Ryan. You're going to have to deal with that. That's as good we're doing. Because I can't do the like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. You just did, though. You just did, yeah. I can't sustain that. I'm going to drink your water now because of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't wait for the next one. It's going to be a lot less personalized. <laughs> not exactly. Oh. oh. Uh, because this one's for Chris Anderson. Oh, awesome. Uh, also on the Bacon Council with Ryan and Chris are on the Bacon Council. And uh, Ryan, or Chris, who was on the show for our uh, Studio Ghibli show. Yes. Uh, this song is for you. I just watched another Ghibli, a Miyazaki film made me cry, yeah. I just saw a raccoon shapeshift, he uses hello, oh no, oh my. But you asked me so I watched them, and here's the reason why. It's cause you're a patron, the basket of Japanese gifts. It's the way you listen, two episodes and bacon bits. You've got passion and knowledge, thanks a uh, Miss Anderson, this Chris, this Chris, she's number one, this Chris, this Chris. There you go, Chris. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jake, I was sitting in the office today, <laughs> Joel's about five feet away, and my, my music goes quiet or something, and all I hear is Joel like this. <laughs> I had to get the timing right. And even then, I screwed it up on that recording. And I was we just like, did. what's going on over there? Are, are you okay? Are you uh, just. Uh, and I was like, how much have you heard? How much did you hear? Do you, you know, know what's what's anything? Yeah. 
It was the best. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a lot of work you put into that those. Is, well that is. Done, that's sir. very good. I mean, if, if I was Chris or Ryan, I'd be delighted with those. We, and these are going to be available for download on Patreon.com. And thank you once again to all our patrons. Uh, so much. The, and I, I hope yep. that these songs, these paltry songs, are this at least the, bring you some joy. No, this is like the best incentive we've done. <laughs> <laughs> it's so embarrassing for me and for you. When we do the next one. This is all we're offering, Joel. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Forever. I like Kent's drawings. He's still doing those. Nope. Well, yeah, I'm still doing from October. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're not talking about uh, patron rewards today. What are we talking about, Jacob? Today we're going to talk, well, I already spoiled this, summer movie Spoiler preview. alert, you jerk. Jeez. Yeah, here I am. Live with it. So 2019 movies during the summer. Uh, after starting in May, right? That's our yeah, cutoff, May, right? May through August. May through August. So yeah. not September, just May through August. May through August. So yeah. that's officially summer, kind of. Not by the calendar, Although but the by biggest, the summer movie season. I mean, the biggest movie of the summer, sort of, is already, already, happened. At, already out. Yeah. It's one of the reasons uh, we kind of want to push it, too, because we're like, yeah, we're all going to talk about that one. Let's yeah. see what else is out there. Yeah. We also ignore the big ones just to get the to the little ones, uh, the hipster movies. Well, you right, we? Joel? No, I do the big blockbuster one. And Kent's like, mm, that's what everyone is looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this artsy film that that was made in Zimbabwe with it's nothing more with than a rock. Starring Tom Cruise in yeah. Mission Impossible 6. <laughs> it's actually a Norwegian movie I really want to see. It costs $30,000. It's one to I really... see it? <laughs> to make. Ah. To make. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. But anyway, so we're going to do... Uh, this is essentially uh, rankings from five to one. We're going to go worst and then first. Throw in a few honorable mentions there. And uh, yeah, Jake, if you have any choices as well, we'd love to hear them. Mm -hmm. I may. We will see. We value your opinion, Jacob. Sure, we do. You're a special member of Bacon Sale, mm -hmm. and we so love you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with the negative because Would you that's give him some love, what please? He needs I some love. do. I love you, Jake. There you go. I, I spoon this guy like by Whoa, the week. Family friendly. <laughs> like once a week? Is yeah. That said? Is that a surprise? Yeah. Family friendly. He might be a couple weeks the problem, behind. We might the need problem to... is Jacob doesn't know that you do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, think, I think you have some uh, back spooning owed right now. So <clears throat> Okay. I, I'm dainty. <laughs> Moving on. I'm like the wind that comes Let's in. Let's go to number five. <laughs> number so, five. What well, we have, so our, our first of all, we're going to be doing the movies that we want to bomb slash the movies we want to avoid. Yes. Like we don't want these movies to do good. But there may be some big blockbusters in these ones we oh, want to bomb. Of course. Especially yes. with Kim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take it easy. <laughs> but you're right. My number five, <laughs> I'll start off, Joel, if that's okay. Please. Is called Palms. Palms. P O M S. Palms. Comes that out like a cheerleader Palms. movie? Cheerleader, it's yeah. a cheerleader movie starring Diane Keaton. What? Jackie Weaver, Pam Greer, and Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Yes. Carla from Cheers. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about Palms. From IMDb, it says, Palms is a comedy about a group of women who form a cheerleading squad at their retirement community, proving that you're never too old to bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> we can't Wait, say that. I, I didn't. This one didn't come across my radar. Where, when is this coming out? This comes out May 10th. This is very soon. Yeah, I, I saw the trailer. It's come this out the one. day before our event. Or poster. Oh, yeah. It comes Saturday, out this 11th. very weekend. Everyone go see it because it may be the biggest movie of all time. Let's go see Palms <laughs> all together after the burger event. Oh, my gosh. That'd be the worst. <laughs> so basically, here's the story is Diane Keaton has to reluctantly go to retirement community and she's a little bummed about it. And then you have Jackie Weaver who finds in her stuff an old cheerleading outfit and she's says oh you a cheerleader and she's like well yes i was but i never got to really live my potential with it so they form a cheerleading troupe and then you find out in the trailer diane keaton is dying so it's one last hurrah oh and they go God. to a cheerleading competition a la bring it on there we go this is like low-hanging fruit, Guys, right? we could hit the early just, screening. Yeah, it kind of is. We could hit the early screening at 510 Stop on Thursday, May 9th. Okay, let's do, let's do a bacon bit of palms. <laughs> it's PG-13. I am so in. 
So look, <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's in now it's because it's not rated R. But I, well, if Palms no, was if rated it, R, if it I'd were, watch that. No, if it were, I would not go see it <laughs> for a number of reasons. <laughs> oh, book club should have been, and that's the reason I want to make Old fun time of this nudity. Movie. Wasn't that one of your band's names? <laughs> I think it was. Yes, it was. Sure was. <laughs> and I shouldn't make fun because really, this is like there's not many movies for older women, but Diane Keaton seems to be in all of them. If, if there isn't a movie for older women in Hollywood, Diane Keaton will be in it. So the book club came out last year, and it was in my top five or bottom five movies of the year. And it was almost hilarious how bad it was. And it was really overtly sexual. And this movie doesn't seem to be that Joel, so far. I don't know, but it basically sounded like the word. <laughs> I spelled it so just it's in not case. It's like you were saying it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> just in case there are kids listening that can't spell. But they can understand Spanish. <laughs> can they? See, they watch. See they actual. watch Dora. They watch Dora <laughs> the Explorer. Is that what they say on Dora now? I don't know. Andale, what was your favorite part of the episode? His name is Andale. Andale means hurry. I know. I thought you were. No, I'm speaking Andale. Spanish. Ah, yes. Its name is Diego or boots or backpack or Moving map. On. So isn't this a summer movie too? Actually, that does come out this summer. End of summer or early fall? I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. I guess it's not on your list. It is not on my list. But, so Palms, I'm sorry to say, Unlike Palms. I want this to bomb. I want Palms to bomb. Palms to bomb. Yes. Joel? My number five a movie I want to bomb it comes out June 21st, and it's Child's Play. Okay, do tell. So Child's Play, uh, here's the synopsis. If yeah, you what do you know, have against children if playing? <laughs> if you don't know what Child's Play is about. I hate old people, and he, he hates children. Apparently. Uh, yeah, this a is mother not a good start. gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, that unaware nice. of its more sinister nature. This so, sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. It's almost like they made they keep making these sequels. Wasn't there like how many how okay, this is this is the Chucky movies. Yes. Little doll Chucky. How many Chucky movies were there again? Like six. Yeah. And like, honestly, the the sixth one came out a year and a half ago. Did it? Yeah. And by far the best it's called, one no, of the whole it. series. But wait, did my it? My favorite. Yeah, but no, really. Did. The cult of Chucky. Oh yeah. So they had Child's Play one, two, three, which were eighties, early nineties movies, and then they continued with like Bride of Chucky, Son of Ch- or yeah, it's like Son or Seed of Chucky, and then Cult of Chucky. It's sad that I know all of those. Well, this just seems to it follow. Really is. What this, you're saying is very sad. This seems to follow in the steps of all these recent string of cash grab horror remakes, where they're trying to reboot entire franchises like Friday the Thirteenth, yes. Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Um, yeah, all the all those movies that we it. that were like, well, it, it was more. I mean, yes, Pennywise is an is an icon, but like you get the iconic '80s horror monsters. Chucky's in there, mm-hmm. even though I never found him that scary. Like the, the movies I thought where I was always like, it's a doll. They'll yeah. sit on it. Well, it's just the you know the people when they're pretending to like be flailing around. It's hard know. to take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason yeah. they're iconic is because the voice performance of Brad Dorif. Uh, also from Lord of the Rings, the two yeah, yeah. towers, and it's Grim, it's, grim uh, Wormtongue. Yes, Grim yeah. Wormtongue. He's so iconic, and so everyone was like, "Why?" In fact, they've been talking about doing a TV series based on, based. I'm going to call it the old now, the old series of child play movies. Yeah. And they announced this movie, and no one cared until they announced the voice actor to replace Brad Dorif because it's Mark Hamill. Yes. Luke Skywalker is going to be doing the voice of Chucky, so he's going to sound Joker esque. Hmm. Also, it features Ken's favorite actress, Aubrey Plaza, as the mom. Succubus, Ooh, of course. Aubrey Plaza is the mom. Wait, who do I root for? A killer doll or the succubus? <laughs> I, I don't even see know. this movie now. 
Uh, Stop it. But guys, this was directed by Lars Klevberg. <laughs> Do tell. has released one feature film on Amazon Germany, Germany earlier this year. That's his entire IMDb directorial history. Amazon <laughs> Germany? Amazon Germany. Don't watch that movie. It's called uh, Polaroid, actually. Oh, it's don't watch that movie. movie. That's one of my favorites. So uh, this, I don't know. They, they tried, I watched the trailer, and they tried to tie this movie in with like modern day technology. How yes. everything's connected and how this doll Smart is home, smart doll. Yeah, smart doll that connects to the smart home. And I was like, not that this just seems... This seems like it was better when it was the Teddy Ruxpin era, the My Buddy era, when you actually had these dolls around. I can't see this smart doll. Does anybody have big big creepy dolls now? Well, do you know? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Do you know the origin of the original uh, Chucky and Child's Play? Uh, you mean how he was? Yeah, how he was created in the first one, like created or like you find out conceptually created or in film created? In film created. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has nothing to do with technology. It's like a lightning no. stripe and a dead mass murderer. This mass murderer transfers his soul into the doll as he's dying. And, and then it happens and there's to be that one. there's something so great in the 80s about that. Now it's technology? Yeah, it's like technology gone bad. Gone bad. Now, the, the poster did make me laugh. Cultural anxieties. That's where they are now. Oh, okay. The, technology. The poster. The Woody one, right? Yeah, because the poster has like Chucky's foot like walking away and he's like stepping in like blood. And then there's a Woody doll. You see the, Woody, the hand of a Woody doll in the hat with like stuff. And it copies the out. Toy Story 4 poster. It's pretty yeah. great. So it, yeah, that made me laugh. But overall, I was like, no, this just I, I'm not a big fan of the original series. This one seems like just this to me. will be blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Like no one's going to care about this. All right. My number four <laughs> jumping into number four coming out May What's 24th is Aladdin. Mm. You want Aladdin to fail. I want Aladdin to bomb. Don't you want it to be good, though? No. You don't want it to be good. No. Here's that makes the synopsis. No sense. For those of you who didn't grow up loving Aladdin... Everyone knows Aladdin. A kind-hearted street urchin and a power-hungry grand vizier vie for, magic, vie for a magic lamp that has the power to make their deepest wishes come true. Joel, I gotta say, this is pretty cold. Why can't you just want it to be good? Like, even if it's a good movie, you want it to bomb? I don't want it to be good because this is a blatant cash grab. This is just one of those. It's it's what Disney does. And granted, they're making money doing it. And that bothers me. Listen, listen. Honestly, I would say of all the remakes they've done, this one has the most legitimacy behind it. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. I know. He does cool visual things. King Arthur. <laughs> he does cool visual King Arthur, <laughs> Legend of the Sword. Lock, stock, two smoking barrels. Snatch. Sherlock Holmes, Man from Uncle. Sure. There's yeah. fun ones in there. Yeah. But I just don't think Guy Ritchie is the right fit for Aladdin. But what's your problem? I mean, Dumbo came out earlier this year. Baby of mine. You can't even cry. You, you didn't even watch that movie. Because <laughs> it was going to make me cry. <laughs> but I watched this it. One, it I, okay, so Robin, uh, or excuse me, excuse me, Will Smith as the genie in yes. this movie. That just, it doesn't feel right. I know Robin Williams and you, Will Smith, are no Robin Williams. So this movie just, it's hitting every wrong note for me. It didn't need a remake. The original movie is great as is. This I, is a cash grab. I wasn't sold until I saw Will Smith in the trailer as the Blue Genie. I think that really sold it for me <laughs> when I saw those special effects. I can see the lying in your eyes <laughs> right now. You see it lying actually the seeps teaser, out of my eyes. The first teaser was so bad. And it they was. did redeem it a little bit with they the did. most recent one. They have. But why? Why does this movie exist? It exists because they can make money on it. And they're going to keep doing it as long as we keep giving them money. Please stop. Stop giving them your money, people. But, Joel, guess who plays Iago? Alan Tudyk. I like Alan Tudyk. He's awesome. Hey, He's Alan Tudyk, Joel. Uh, huh? Joel. Firefly. Guess, guess Do plays? you like Firefly or don't you? He doesn't <laughs> now, apparently. Uh, but they, and they did, you know, they, they tried to be uh, like a little more diverse in their in their choices for the actors. It's not whitewashed, which is nice. And they got these these actors I've never heard of, like Naomi Scott, Mina Massad, Marwan uh, Kenzari. 
And I looked at their IMDb credits, and they've actually got some work. These aren't like first time. Uh, Naomi Scott was in the Power Rangers movie. She was. She was the Pink Ranger. Yes. Hmm. So it's just funny. There's a kind of like, I don't know. It, it's going to be an interesting feel, but I just, I, it's the wrong Listen, man, thing. You're, you're totally right. I mean, it's a cash grab, and that's offensive, and the trailers have not looked good. No. Although I just still completely stand by, of all the remakes, this is the only one where I feel like they have some latitude to actually modernize the movie I, and I, give it some cool visual appeal because it's a very visual movie. I thought Dumbo would be the one because it was kind of one of the forgotten Disney ones. This yes. is still prominent forefront yeah, Disney memory. Makes sense a little too. And Abu's not going to look the same. No, not at he's all. He's not going to be the same because he can't be the same character because Abu in the cartoon is so hilarious and then he's going to be played portrayed by a real monkey in yeah. this movie and he can't have as much character. <sighs> this is going to ruin a lot. Do you realize that was 1982? That was 27 so years ago. ago. Jeez, we're old. It makes me really sad. And what's really sad is the movie's not going to be good. I wish it was. But the problem is, and I hope I still wait for the day one of these is going to bomb because they're still all making money. I Dumbo mean, didn't do very well. Mary Poppins didn't do very well. Hmm. Yeah. But well enough? Well enough. Dang it. It's Disney. All right, Ken, what's your number four? My number four is the Angry Birds movie two. Comes out August 14th. Did you realize this was being made? I I had heard, yeah. The Angry Birds one movie came out about five years too late. Yes. So they're making a sequel now, and I'm like, how late can you be to the party before someone kicks you out? They're like, what do we do with it? Did they make a lot of money from the last one? No, no, no. the game, I'm I'm going to look that up. Not from the movie. So the summary is... The flightless birds and scheming green pigs take their beef to the next level. There it is. That's it. So basically, you have the pigs on one island, the birds on one, and they find a third island with hawks or something, and they both unite to attack Does that. Does anyone play this game anymore? No. Maybe that's the thing. They're just trying to market the game. So how does that game work? So you, basically, the birds... Wait, do you... Th- yeah, you throw the birds to the slingshot. pigs. So you have to be yeah. really good at throwing. Yes. You want to see how far I can throw? Can you throw well, birds? It's a, it's a virtual game with a slingshot. That says... <laughs> slingshot. Okay, guys. They had a budget of $73 million. You want to guess how much it made? $230. $352 million. Uh, okay, well, Of course they're going to make a sequel. That's why there's a sequel. I'm Thanks, so world. mad right now. But listen to this cast. How could you go wrong? We have Pete Davidson. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Josh Gad. Oh my God. Nicki Minaj. Listen, oh Pete God. Davidson, say what you want, man. He draws in some good women, huh? <laughs> Not anymore. Thank goodness. Uh, Nicki Minaj. I think, I think, I think so they joined Bill Hader, us. Peter Dinklage, Jason Sudeikis from the first one, yeah. and Aquafina, who is like the it girl at the moment. Yeah. Wow. But why? It looks bad. It's so bad. It looks really bad. The first one wasn't good. And this one, I'm like, it, sequels don't get better with comedy, animated comedy. That's funny. It like, looks bad. Like, you need to watch the trailer or see the you poster don't. to be like, it's going <laughs> to be bad. The, you hear the title. You're like, you're like rolling over your sleep. You hear the title. You're like, nope. And then roll back <laughs> That's over. exactly right. At what point do parents take a stand and say, no more? Like, honestly, defend as your kids. As and they don't need something to watch cells. that weekend or download. Yeah, it's true. That's it. It's like kids watch this and play with your iPads. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap. Ah, Let's do stop that. Stop doing that. that. Nice. Be good parents as my kids uh, watch scary <laughs> games. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. So my number three comes out May 24th. It's Aladdin. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you so, never had a friend. Wait, was that, was yeah. that three for you, Joel? It was four for me. Four for you. So okay. I do have a couple fun facts because we covered basically the story and why this movie doesn't need to exist. But did you guys yeah. know like Patrick Stewart turned down the role of Jafar in 1992? Really? Yeah. Hmm. And so he campaigned to be in this movie to kind of right that wrong. Is he? And he got rejected, obviously. Because he did the poop emoji in the emoji movie. That's why he oh, started that's why losing he roles. Yeah, he well, because they, they didn't want anybody white, right? Like that's... Yeah. They wanted exactly. someone ethnically like appropriate. Exactly. So in Guy Ritchie also talked about why Jafar he Jafar looks really movie. lame in the trailer too. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because his name is Marwan Kanzari. He is 
called the Hot Jafar after he was cast in this movie. Oh, no. 26 out of 45 people found that interesting. <laughs> he looks, he looks kind of like a comedian, like he's about to like make a joke. Yeah, but yeah. he needs to be imposing. Jafar is a great villain, and yeah. in this movie, he looks like a you know a slick guy. Yeah. No big deal. Hot Jafar. They can't, they can't. Hashtag Hot Jafar. But Guy Ritchie kind of justified why he's doing this movie. He says it's, this is a movie about a street hustler, and those are the kind of movies I make. If it has Guy Ritchie right, touches, I might enjoy those, but I just don't feel like he's the right fit for this. Yeah, and he said he wanted to make a kid's movie. I don't know movie. why you think that. I think he's a perfect fit for this. I just don't. He, just, he needs some direction because he can get a little lost. He's not Disney. That's, that's, exactly, not that's exactly why it can work. No, so you're saying Disney. the balance of visuals and someone basically standing you behind s- you in the I editing want, room. I want, I want you Kevin Feige behind him. Yeah. Did you uh, see? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm devil's advocate right now. Hmm. Uh, did you see King Arthur: Legend of the Sword? I did. Yeah. Did you like it? Visually, it's very cool. Storytelling, very poor. And yes. acting, man, yeah. it was acting, terrible. No, acting acting terrible could have been story. controlled by a proper story. Honestly, I don't know. It was bad. Yeah, the story was just all over the place. Yes. And, and was nonsense. Same for but our guy Ritchie show. Visually, though, it's cool. Visually, I do a guy. Ritchie Fifteen show. years ago, I would have gladly done a Guy Ritchie show, but now I don't think I could. No. I don't think I could give him the props. You just done... Never mind. Yeah. So Joel, what's, what's your three? number three? I'm I'm a jerk this show. I'm like a Kent this show because my number three is Toy Story 4. <gasps> Joel, how I dare you? I am shocked, sir. Why isn't that your number one? <laughs> <laughs> toy Story 4. Synopsis. When a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang... A road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. If that's a pretty generic description, is that what that feels like? Yeah. It's because really. it is. I this, mean, the, you know, it's on purpose, right? This, oh, no. This movie is about existential dread, creationism, and suicide. <laughs> yeah. That's what this movie's about. He's right. What, why? How can he be Forky right about that? Forky is the god of death. So, we all know that. <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody ghibli into this. <laughs> no. Uh, so Forky is like the, this kid put, you know, bendy arms and a face and on a, eyes, on a yeah. spork. And it became sentient. And then he's like, I'm not a toy. I'm garbage. And he tre- keeps trying to throw himself away or kill himself throughout the movie. And they have to keep trying to stop him and say, no, you're worth keeping. And it's like eyeballs are falling Wait, off. And so stuff like I that. have to spell sexual, but you can say kill himself a lot on this show. <laughs> when I'm talking about Toy Story. OK. Oh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> uh, this was this was directed by Josh Cooley, who did. He was a writer for Inside Out and he directed Riley's first date, which was short for Inside Out. You probably what? prefer if he that's was doing a lot of they thinking. Uh, and this feature says it. OK, here's the thing. T- uh, Tony Hell is forky. Which I'm telling you right now, calling a character Forky in a kids movie is a bad idea. But they have yep. a character named Woody. Kids can't. Any kid kids with a speech very well. Jacob is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> Tony Hale plays him, so you get Buster Bluth being the fork. Yeah. Uh, you get Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. Now Ooh. I tell you that actually does interest me. Yeah. But at the same time, it does feel it's become so crowded at this point. There's so many characters that I'm like, ah. Do you know what I felt at the end of Toy Story three when everyone was crying? I need to see more of this story that just perfectly finished. <laughs> it was a perfect trilogy. The story was complete. There was an arc. It came full circle. They're going to do it forever. There was so much goodness here. And I'm like, why? Why are you hitting this franchise again? They're going to Pixar. They're not going to stop. I, can I ruin the movie for everyone? I don't know how it ends, but can I ruin it? Sure. Just based on what I think will happen. So you don't know. This isn't a spoiler. I this promise is, you. I they're don't. all going to end up in the trash. This is Kent Brain. I do not know if this is how it ends, but I think the toys are going to back and end up back at Andy's. About 10 years down the road, and Andy's son is going to get Woody back. Calling it right now. I That's why say, everyone's going to I thought you were going to end up at Andy's when he's an old man. And no, Andy will be a dad, and he'll have a son, and he'll get, he'll finally get his toys Bonnie's back. Bonnie's going to give him back. Yes, and, he, and Bonnie will be grown up. Is Forky going to be there? Yes. 
Because what's okay? What is the future for? But don't you think that'll be emotional? That's the only way. What what is the future for a handmade toy that's going to fall apart at any minute and is a sport? Yes, that's where it's ending up, people. So so there you go. Seems really dark, Joel. You're in trouble. Yeah, my number four was a Disney. My number three. Well, we're not going to get our Disney paychecks this year. My number two is a Disney. Funny you say that, actually, because hey, guys, it looks like Disney just bought bacon sales. Yes, sellouts. No, but. I, I like money. Disney's buying everything I, else. You might as well buy I like money so. as much as the next guy. Honestly, this is the Joel's going to get in the way made. of that. Yeah. Okay. It's the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Once again, if you did not grow up seeing one of the greatest Disney movies of all time, after the murder of his father, whoa, murder, uh, a young lion prince flees so his dark. kingdom only to lead, learn the true meaning of responsibility and bravery. You could have said M-U-R-D-E-R just to lighten it up a little bit. M-U-R-D-E-R. M-U-R-D-E-R. This one is directed by John Favreau, who did Elf, Zathura, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Jungle Book, Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, Why would you bring Cowboys and Aliens You had up? to do that. I had to put that All these like billion dollar franchises <laughs> and I, Cowboys and Aliens. did the Jungle Book, which was lackluster. No, it made a 1.2 billion. Yeah, that made lackluster. It's terrible, actually. It's not great. But this one, it's okay. This is why it's number two on my list. It's not live action. It has never been live action. It will never be considered live action. C-G-I. Calm down, Joel. Calm down. Hakuna Matata. Okay. I, I, Hakuna it, Matata. No, but this... Okay, they keep saying live-action remake. It means something. They're not live tigers or lions. They're not live <laughs> yeah, monkeys. There's nothing live-action in here. It's just more animation just done a little differently. They're in a green screen, which is a real place. It looks... It, fake animals it with a green screen. It looks more alive, Joel. But wh- so where's, where's the live-action? Hakuna Matata. No. Don't Hakuna <laughs> Matata me. live... Hakuna Matata actually means live-action. I don't know if you knew that. Live... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Live action, what a wonderful phrase. It means nothing. We just want to make more money. And they will, so much money. And they, they will. Okay, this one what features. Isn't going to do with all this money they're making? But you know, it's about you know what time. Buy their companies and fire everyone else. Yeah. Oh my god. But gosh. here's the other thing, guys. Is this, uh, okay, much like Aladdin, they yeah. wanted to go a little more authentic, so they got some actors to fit the role, like Seth Rogen, Billy Eichner, John Oliver. Who? Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Well, yes, yes, yes. Nala Queen. Uh, no, they got uh, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner are, are Timon and Pumbaa. John Oliver is Zazu, uh, Zazu the the whatever bird Where, he where's is. Where's Aquafina? Yes. <laughs> She's not in it. Uh, Donald Glover actually is Simba, and they got Chiwetel Ejiofor, Beyonce, and then they actually did get James Earl Jones to come back, which is cool. Is he not dead yet? Apparently not. Apparently not. None of us knew that though. No, but I. I I figured he was... He'd be in the next Dead or Alive quiz. Some guy doing an impression of dead James Earl Jones. <laughs> but Good I luck. just don't like this. I don't like this at all, guys. They're going to... It's it's just a cheap, weird... It's going to look weird. I can't it's wait to not have, see this. It's going to be like... Yeah. It's going to be the the musical numbers that like sound like someone's doing karaoke of the songs you love, where it's like, yes. oh, that sounds a lot like that one. I don't... I don't like it. You know what? I'm going to see this three months after it's come out when my wife's playing it in the house and I see it in the background. It's true. Going, and oh, look. As a parent, or now, when you see it for the bacon, you bit. will experience what? that. You're going to the bacon. Because you bit have to go. Aladdin bacon bit. You go to Aladdin. I go to Lion King. That's the deal. Finger I like boop. finger boot. I like how you guys don't want to see either one in the theater. Oh, Kent, how many movies do you hate watch a year? Uh, so many, about eighty <laughs> percent. I still go. All right, let's get to your number two. Uh, my number two is more of a cash grab. More of a crash cash grab than is this Lion possible? King. Yes, because this is a product that should never exist. In fact, this is a copycat of Lego and a copycat of the Lego movie. It's Playmobil. Dang it, stop stealing all my jokes. The movie. 
This is your joke? There's a couple of those. Is this an honorable mention for you? Uh, it's in there, yeah. This movie comes out August 16th. Jake, have, are you I familiar with Playmobil? No, Mobile? I don't know what you're talking about. The Playmobil is like, it's like the bigger version of Legos. It's kind of like little people, but like a generic version of little people. They're Legos, but they I, don't move as I well. I honestly feel like I've never heard of this. And I, if I showed you a picture. Apparently. Yeah, well, because well, they were like, hey, you know all that money the Lego movie's making off Legos? We should do that too. Yes, and the Lego movies are very successful. And so they made, so you should watch the trailer. There is not one joke that lands here. It's just a bunch of animated fat Legos screaming, and that's about it. The scraping is my... <laughs> what a great quote. <laughs> there you go. Those are Playmobiles, Jake. Yeah, check it out. That looks like a bunch of fat Legos screaming. <laughs> See? That's actually the summary. Uh, no, this is the real summary from IMDb. Animated feature film inspired by the Playmobil brand toys. Starring Daniel Radcliffe, Anya Taylor-Joy, Adam Lambert... And Jim Gaffigan. Adam Lambert. You're hitting from American the Idol. The Queen singer. Yeah. And from American Idol. The, the current Queen singer who's trying to replace Freddie Mercury. Yes. Yeah. Well, trying. Yeah. But he is in a voice in an animated movie. I just saw this so trailer. So he's going to be singing in it. And this, and I'm actually really quite harsh on animated movies. And I'll say this. I'm going to lead right into my honorable Unlike mentions. The other movies. <laughs> on all of them. So my honorable mentions is another animated movie that could be my number two. It's interchangeable. It's Ugly Dolls. This one comes out May 3rd. So it's oh, already come out. That trailer is so bad. They both look and, so bad. And so because I have kids, I refuse to let them watch this. And it's been a joke that I make my kids watch old, you know, 90s thrillers, essentially. <laughs> You're like, go watch Hitchcock's Psycho you one more time. You will appreciate the usual suspects. But <laughs> exactly. Once again, I talked to my kids and I said, hey, we will not be seeing Angry Birds 2. All these movies I mentioned, Angry Birds 2, Playmobil or Ugly oh, Dolls. And you they're, know, like, they're like, mom, can we go see it? And she's like, I'll take you. I'm like, she can be your favorite parent. I will not expose you to that <laughs> because I have integrity. <laughs> So oh, it's just mm. shameful. You got to stand your grounds in parenting. It's true, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Playmobiles where you draw That's the line. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> no, honestly, this is like if after the Transformers franchise had had a couple, like two or three sexual movies, all of a sudden Mask Go-Bots. came in and they're like, GoBots. Oh, GoBots. Yeah, GoBots would be good. Like, hey, we're going to make a GoBots movie and we're like, what? Really? Yeah. And it's funny you say Lion King. So these are another. Next thing you know, mention. there's going to be a Transformers movie, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, so GoBots for real. Uh, so Lion King is an honorable mention. Toy Story 4, honorable mention for bad. And Men in Black International would be an honorable mention. I was actually against Men in Black International for a while until I realized it's not like they're trying to reboot it with the same people. It's like it's a different story told in a different part of the world. And I, just I was like, feel like oh, okay. no one cares about that. I mean, that they are world. still rebooting it, but it yeah. Hasn't, I'm just happy to see George Valkyrie matched up again because. Of course, when Will Smith came back, it, um, it made money, though. That last one did. Yeah, number three. Yeah, number three. It wasn't very But not good. enough to get oh, another movie, though. It made money. Oh, Men in Black 3. Yeah, Men in Black 3. Yeah. I think it was the most profitable of all. Really? Yeah. Do I need to look that up? Joel's going to have to look out. it up. We need to, we need to hurry, you though. Just, yeah, you just don't want to see Valkyrie again with Chris Hemsworth. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, Jacob is actually correct. Worldwide, Men Ooh. in Black 3 made $624 million, as opposed to Men in Black 1, which made 589 and Men in Black 2, which made 440 But let us consider... I mean, I don't want to get into the nerdiness of money, but $1998 versus $2012. Let's not talk math, okay? (laughs) Please, no. Let's just accept that I was right. We'll all move on together quietly. You're not technically right. Speaking of moving on, your number one, Kent? My number one movie I want to fail, I want to fade away, and I've talked about this before, I don't need to spend a lot of time, is Brightburn. That's the one that you and I both like. Oh, yeah. it's an interesting concept. And he's like, I hate it so much because it, so it kills mad. the canon of Superman. So it's mad. a direct ripoff of Superman. Superman, yes. <laughs> I need a yas mail right now. <laughs> I need yas. He wrote a letter to his congressman, hey, I think. For hey, that. guys, 
What if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved he provide he proved <laughs> to be something far more sinister? I kind of <laughs> slurred there. <laughs> he proved to be something more sinister. You know, Kent's just mad because it didn't hit comics first. Uh, it actually did. It's Ultraman from Earth Three. It's the evil Superman. It actually is an established wow. story. It's just when I think I'm a nerd. Years now. Yeah, you you set yourself. You know up. I'm a nerd. I heard right? him say that one already. So it's directed by some guy that directed a corn music video and a VR <laughs> game called Belko VR based on James Gunn's crappy movie. Surely he's done something else, right? I nope. Those two. You know what I really hated about Guess that trailer the, though? What is there like from the visionary director of oh. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, but he's producer he's James Gunn. Yes. I'm like, yeah, he's a producer. Why? But guess who this is written by two of his brothers not even the well-known brothers not even sean gunn from guardians of the galaxy oh, from gimbal girls yeah so he's he has nothing to do with this it's two of the oh, other so guys maybe this will be good yeah no this yeah. is two guys that don't have a career and he's like hey i know let's steal from warner brothers and so they made a movie based off of ultraman but guess what the cast is probably the best part we have elizabeth banks yes who started in power rangers oh come on elizabeth banks is good. and roy from the office i love okay. roy is it, wait, is it Roy with a beard or without a beard? I think he it's, has a beard in this one. It's, okay. Yeah. Cone beard. And uh, cone it's beard. a cone beard. And uh, this is one of those things where it's like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change a few things so it doesn't look like you copied. No, this is... Because this is a Superman story gone dark. And look, if this is a cool... And I would even say, like, if at the end this movie disturbs me, I'll be a little bit happy with this because I have such low expectations. It can only go up from here. Like, quite honestly, I don't get your hatred towards this movie. It's, it's going to end up being one of his favorites. It's, it seems one of, it's, it's a blatant concept. It's a blatant ripoff. It's not a ripoff. It's it's a, it's an interesting concept. Show me like, anything in the trailer that wasn't in Man of Steel or Superman canon. Uh, how about when he's attacking people? That's yeah. Ultraman. He kills his parents in Ultraman. Oh, I was just thinking Man of Steel. But DC's never going to make that movie. No, they won't. Because they're already seen as too dark. And then they're like, killer Superman. So this so, is their opportunity. So Sony can do That's it? True. Yeah. It feels wrong. I, I, I've spoken my words on this, but... Do you know what feels wrong? What? Ripping off a movie that I know and love. Wait, is this number one or honorable mentions? This is not number one. I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. No, no honorable mentions? No, they're kind of safe for jokes. Okay. All right. <laughs> he loves his jokes. I, I had a couple that I was like, eh. eh. But uh, my number one is actually a, a ripoff of one of my favorite movie all times. This movie... Oh, I know what it is. is called, it comes out May 10th, so right before... Can I say? Yeah. The Hustle. The Hustle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate this movie, and I haven't even seen it. Yeah. I know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but this cover stinks like rotten fish. Do you want to go see the screen? Like rotten me? No. <laughs> So this one, okay, here's the synopsis. So mad? No. Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson stars female scam artists, one low rent and the other high class, who, who team up to take down dirty, rotten men who have wronged them. You see that? Even in the synopsis, they rip yeah. off dirty, rotten scoundrels. Wait, well, that's on purpose. That's a reference. Me, that's what I mean. It's like they're, they're, basically, yeah. they're not hiding the fact that this is a gender-swapped remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I'm guessing Rebel Wilson plays the high class one. <laughs> you would be right, sir. <laughs> Except you're wrong. No, okay, so this one is directed by Chris Addison, who directed one episode of Fresh Off the Boat. No, hold on. And 13 episodes of Veep, but the guy hasn't directed any feature films. Did he direct um, a corn music video? I, I didn't think know. so. Starring Anne Hathaway, <laughs> Rebel Wilson, as I said. Okay, so this is a remake, strike one. Yes. This is a ripping off a movie I love, strike two. It's a cheap gender swap cash grab, strike three. Uh, Rebel Wilson, strike four. And it doesn't look funny at all, strike five. How many strikes are there in baseball? There's a lot of strikes. Yes. Like, okay, so I was like... Well, yeah, maybe, the, the trailer wasn't very funny. Well, the problem with the trailer to me, the reason why it hit such a sour note for me was because the trailer... There, the, was, a, there was a good moment. The opening in the, in the trailer is almost a shot-for-shot shot remake 
ripoff, I should on say, the train. of the scene with uh, Steve Martin and Michael Caine. I think that's on purpose, though. That's to let you know but what's that's going what on. That's how showing how unoriginal this movie is when I'm like, I can yeah. quote the movie that you're about to rip off right now. There Wait. was the one part in the trailer that made me laugh, and I yep. think you know what that both is. I do. Why, why can't someone take this story and then develop it? For another time, for oh, a new audience. He's coming back, he's coming back at you. Because it's the same exact story. Oh, that's Kent. weird. It's almost like it's taking it's an, a story that's Kent, originally established. Your, your nerdy comic book that no one's ever read can be made into a movie. Superman that's been around for 81 years. Your Never Ultraman. Read. The Ultraman thing The first superhero that's created everything that we have now. This is a movie ripping off a movie, not a movie ripping off... I'm just going to let this happen. Ultraman only... A comic book that no one's read. The only difference of Ultraman and uh, Ultraman Kent. is a Japanese superhero. That That's also true. So I, so they ripped off that. <laughs> no, they did not. That's the problem right Rebel there. Wilson is a Japanese superhero. That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, try to come back this, from that, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> this movie, burn. The, the hustle, right? Burn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! The hustle made me actively angry, and I'm hoping this movie just bombs because it's it, really too bad. Go watch Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Have fun with that. Like, one. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty harsh on comedies, as you guys know, but right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a great comedy. It's it a is. classic comedy, and I fear it's been forgotten because people are like, oh, this looks like a fun original movie, and I'm like, I hate you for saying that. But they did kind of the same Grandma. thing in Heartbreakers with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver back in the late 90s. But even that, it, it's a con artist movie, Yes, but it, was, it wasn't the same story. No. It was the mother-daughter team. Like it was close enough to be to pay, like homage I'm to I'm fine it. with con movies. It's, it's much like Ocean's 8, where I'm like, they actually had like it was a spinoff it was a gender swap spinoff yes but it was a different story this looks like the same exact story but oh hey we got women now so it's a different movie and i'm like no it's the same movie you're ripping it off no good yeah if it was funny then all is forgiven but it just doesn't look funny it doesn't oh look did you funny. know that rebel wilson's in it it's not <laughs> funny uh yeah, defend that. all right let's get positive <laughs> and speed things i can't i tried <laughs> let's get to our top five shall let's we do it Ooh, Joel, you want to go first time. yes i'll go with my number five positivity positivity i am doing it uh june 14th is when it comes out it's called the dead don't die so this look one look at this hipster right here like it, i haven't even heard of this i already forgot my joke one it you was, always do this you the joke is that you forget the joke every my time my joke one was the other side of heaven Two: fire of faith <laughs> <laughs> just it's a terrible title. Yeah, uh, I just—it was a very lordy title. That's yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the poster. Hey, for that. Uh, remember the last time Wait, I chose uh, a Jim Jarmusch movie? Never. Look at this guy over this here. This is a Jim Jarmusch mm. movie. But you don't know him. It's because you haven't seen any of his movies because they're really big hipster movies like Broken Flowers, Only Lovers Left Alive. He what, works with like Tom Hanks and what has happened to you? What Tom has Hanks. happened to the Joel I know and love? Okay, let me get this for you, Jacob. Ready? Okay. Here's the synopsis. The peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves, starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Savini, and Tilda Swinton. Okay, this is interesting. So this looks, this is one of those. Wait, he just read a cast list. That's yeah, interesting. But it's, it's a zombie, it's a zombie movie with Bill Murray, yeah. which has already been done kind of and hilarious. So this is, this, when you watch this trailer, it's one of those kind of surreal I don't want to say Napoleon Dynamite because that will turn off Kent to it. No, it's almost Wes Anderson-ish. As far as Jim yes. Jarmusch's style, it's yes. very unique. It's Wes Anderson kind of feel, there, yeah. There's a great moment in this trailer has he, where... Has he made another movie I know? No. No. Only Lovers Left Alive has got Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton. Broken Flowers is a Bill Murray one. Yes. Okay, you're, you're too dorky. Go on. So <laughs> there's a moment in this trailer where everyone, like all these cops are saying like, what are these things attacking everyone? Maybe they're like, and they try to give all these fake names, like maybe they're crawlers or they're, a pr you know, prancers or something. And then uh, we have Adam Driver saying, they're zombies, duh. Yeah. Like they're zombies. Quit trying to hide the fact that they're zombies. And they all seem... in zombie movies, they always say like, yeah. they're walkers. Yeah, they don't want to say zombie. And th this one, <laughs> it's just funny because they're so nonchalant. Like not nonchalant, but just like, 
it's very kind of deadpan humor where they're taking the this crazy situation just very mellow like that's kind of very Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah, yeah. How so, much do you think and, it's going to make over the weekend? Oh, it's not going to make very thirty-seven thousand dollars, <laughs> if that. <laughs> Uh, this is one that I just, it, it came kind of out of nowhere. And then I saw the trailer and I went, yes, that is definitely what I'm looking forward to seeing. So my number five was that. Hipster. The right. Dead Don't Die, June 14th. My number five is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, <laughs> August 9th. Kent's reliving his childhood right now. <laughs> well, I'm sure this is on your list as well. <laughs> A group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. Very basic, but essentially, this feels like Goosebumps. In fact, maybe very akin to the first Goosebumps movie. Where these stories come to life. Do you think it's going to be that? Uh, you actually want to see this? Doesn't this look so much child okay. directed towards children? Because Goosebumps was a was a family yeah. friendly I think this horror is movie directed towards older teens. Because the visuals already in the trailer are perfect. They're creepy. They're perfect. They got that, Have you seen this trailer? The, the, yeah, there's a girl popping a pimple. That and see, that's my least favorite one because it's it's gross out, and that's why I like it. But like, it's it was the, the it's, white woman yeah. standing in the hallway. It's the big woman that watches over the bed, and she's in the hallway. And it's scene. creepy. And then there was another uh, oh, there's another visual from the book that I saw, and I went, oh, "That's from the book." And yeah, really they, they have it. a haunted house story. In fact, they so they feature the big toe, yes. uh, the red spot haunted house, and Harold. Harold, Harold, is able oh, to yeah, remember Harold. from our show. Freaky story. I was raving about. Go back and listen to episode one seventy seven. Yeah, and so it's directed I by. The number. It's directed by Andre Overdahl. I have a good brain. Who he directed the autopsy of Jane Doe. If you guys haven't seen that. Saw that Burger King. And Troll Hunter. In Troll Hunter. Very good foreign films. And uh, Jane Doe is not quite a foreign film, but uh, very, very good. And I think he's a good choice. And the big sell here is Guillermo del Toro's producing. Yeah. And so hopefully he had a little oversight. Oh, so this one we're okay with producing, but when when James Gunn is producing, you're out. Well, I actually like Guillermo del Toro and I hate (laughs) James Gunn. So yes. Okay. But Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, August 9th. My number four... Yes. Kind of low for this list. You guys may be surprised. It's midsummer. Oh, yeah. The also, direct- August 9th. I'm going to have to make a choice this day. Mm-hmm. This is what uh, else is playing? The director of Hered- Hereditary. Scary stories. Right? Yeah, director of Hereditary that came out last year. This is his name is Ari Aster, and it's like Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Yeah, it's like because it's in Swedish? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. So the story is: a young woman reluctantly joins her boyfriend on a summer trip where things go quickly go awry. Very simple uh, synopsis for no. a strange trailer. You well, were, watch the trailer, and you, get you a lot were more. avoiding this trailer for a while because I and saw I, it, and Emily said, "Don't see it! Don't see it! Don't see it!" I couldn't hide it anymore. Couldn't avoid it anymore. I couldn't hide who I was. I had to yes. watch the trailer. In fact, so like I told people not to watch Hereditary's trailer because it showed too much. And then I was like, I don't care. I have to see what, what's up with this movie. And it shows next to nothing. And it all takes place during the day. And yeah. that is what is so creepy. Yeah, that's what's interesting. Is fear well, it's during like the bright, day. It's not just spring during the day, day, but it's bright. Yeah. It's happy spring se- setting. Yeah. So this one stars Florence Pug. Uh, oh, yeah. Florence Pug. That's Jacob's favorite actress. Don't, don't make up actresses. She's kids. real. And she's actually a great actress. Also, Florence Will Poulter Pug. and Jack Rayner. From, tier three. Tier three name. From Sing Street. Florence, Florence Pug. Pug yeah. But tier one actress. Okay. She's actually pretty she's fantastic. What's she been in? She the main girl? Uh, she was in. You haven't seen these movies. This uh, that's a uh, but fighting fighting with my family. Nope. The wrestling movie that came out. I saw that. This year. I saw that. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's the main right? girl. Yeah, that the one she Nick is Frost. Good. She's uh, what's that? That's the one with Nick Frost, right? Yes. Yeah. Also in a movie called Lady Macbeth, and she's great in that. No one. That's saw. a Shakespeare play. She's got movie. some charisma. Yes. Uh, in IMDb, this one is described as the Wizard of Oz for perverts. Fifteen out of fifteen people found that interesting, so everyone's on board with that. Kent, this is Kent's number four, right? Now. <laughs> number four is Wizard of Oz for perverts, <laughs> and it's funny because no one's seen this movie, but that description is on IMDb's trivia section. Wow! wow. Uh, so, according to the director, this is his first horror film. What was Hereditary? What? A family drama. 
He calls Hereditary a family drama. And honestly, wow. it kind of was up until it's the end. It's basically like This Is Us, but with more <laughs> Satanism. And a little so. more crying. A, a lot more crying, <laughs> yeah, actually. A little, a little more decapitations, too. But this one is... I can't watch another trailer for this, but I cannot wait to see what happens. The hype will be real. Please be good. Okay. My number four is actually Scary Stories Still in the Dark. Yes. Uh, this one, I, I like. we've already talked about it, so I'm not going to go into detail. But I really hope this one is PG-13. Because that's the tone it of the book, right? Like the books are geared towards young adults and children. Mm-hmm. And I want the movie to be the same so that this is one I can show to my kids and terrify them. Start them off right. Is this phase three horror for your kids? This would be phase three horror. Because Joel has phases. Like yes. he'll start them off really light. Like what would no, be a phase I, one I, horror no, movie I've been, doing, I've been doing horror movie training with my kids because I don't yes. want to drop them in the deep end and have them be scared to not watch horror movies. I want like them to my love kids, them. Where they're like drawing uh, girls with blood hanging out <laughs> yeah, their eyes. Picture. Yes. I want my kids to love horror. And so I've started them on a, on a journey every October. They did phase one training last year and the year before, actually. But Which that's would like be, for example, universal monster movies. Okay. And then phase two is like movies that aren't particular horror movies, but they have scary parts in them. Like Watcher in the Woods? Like Jurassic, like Jurassic Park. Okay. Or uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's like there's scary parts, but overall Mr. it's not a scary movie. Yeah, yeah Mr. Boogie. Yeah. And then phase three is like legitimate horror. And then they'll build. Is there a phase four? Uh, phase four would probably be like hereditary, but they're not, they're not getting to that. Hostile? No, no. What phase is that? That's... <laughs> That's phase wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Scary Stories of Tell the Dark. I, yeah. really, I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. There's no one in the cast we really know except for Dean Norris from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Kind of interesting. My number three, it comes out June 28th, and it is the Angry Birds movie 2. <laughs> yeah, Jokes from Joel. <laughs> no, actually, it comes out June 28th, and it's yesterday. So it's funny, yesterday. That's, that's my number three as well. Is it? Yeah. Finger boop. Why do you guys want to see that? It looks kind of like... Oh, Joel, I'll tell you why. Tell them why. It's like, so, check okay, out first, this premise. First of all, uh, here's, this, here's the synopsis. A struggling musician realizes he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles. Now, it's directed by Danny Boyle, who did Slumdog Millionaire, Millions, 127 Hours, 28 Days Later, a lot of movies I really Joel kind of likes him. Uh, it stars... More uh, than a friend. <laughs> yeah. It stars uh, Himesh Patel, Lily James, and even Kate McKinnon is in this one. It's uh, kind of bizarre, oh, but. I'm out. Uh, but Who's it written by? Richard, Richard Curtis, who did About Time and Love Actually. So mm-hmm. let me just picture this for you. Beatles music. I love Beatles music. Uh, Danny Boyle directing, one of my favorite directors. Uh, Richard Curtis writing, one of my favorite writers. Yeah, I can see I love the, the concept. I can see why he was the writer. Like, that makes sense. It's yeah. going to go to some interesting places. Well, and it's, it's a little weird because if you watch the trailer, he gets he hits his head, basically, and then he wakes up and he's in a world where people don't remember the Beatles. So, it's, of course, it's going to be a dream that he wakes up from eventually. But it just seems like such a fun dream to have. And the music's going to be fun to listen to. I think it's a multiverse. You think it's a multiverse? Yeah, it's a multiverse. Really? Yeah. I'm mm, just making that up. Yeah. I knows? mean, they do time travel. They, so. That's true. They yeah. do about and time travel in about time. So, Kent, why, do, why is this your number three? It just looks It looks absolutely charming. I don't love that it has like um, Ed Sheeran in the movie Ed and Sheeran other performers as themselves. I feel that's like the only reason I'm going to go see it. That'll be having, quite dated. That's why you like Game of Thrones. Exactly. What? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that will date the movie. But as far as the concept goes, I've thought about this before. Whereas, like, what if you could go back in time and become ultra rich based on other people's talent? Because you watched Hot Tub Time Machine. That's why you want No, to. do not say that. You watched it. Eventually. Is that concept not in it? It is, but I thought of this before Hot Tub Time Machine. In fact, I thought of a concept for Hot Tub of, Time Machine. You didn't think of anything before Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of things. <laughs> I give you all your ideas. Everything uh, you've ever but, talked about since. But I, I love just the, 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 the style that Richard Curtis has, and hopefully Danny Boyle can adapt to. Okay, so just I, I feel like this right. The story that Richard Curtis can tell with the style of Danny Boyle, because yes. I love his directorial, directorial style. But I hope there's... 
a risk to this movie. I hope there's like a dark twist. Well, I feel like. I feel like because of the director, because of the writer, it is going to be a little more in-depth than some frou-frou comedy about, hey, this is funny that we can do this. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do. Okay. Yeah, I agree. What's your number two? My number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It comes out July 26th. Directed by? Do you guys know? Uh, that would be Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. This is and there's his... still only a teaser out for that. Well, I, yeah. had, I had zero interest in this movie initially. Until until I saw the trailer and it oh, was okay. so much fun. What? How was it so much fun? I don't know. Like I was watching it going, I'm really it just enjoying kind of this. It plays like a 1960s sort of uh bubblegum vibe. It's like, it's, I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino. So you got the good music. It's the fast paced editing, the quick dialogue between everyone. You get Margot Robbie uh, in this movie dancing like a go, go yeah. girl. Yes. And then you get lines like when he's, when this guy doing the Bruce Lee acting and he's saying, my hands are registered as lethal weapons. If I kill someone, I could go to jail. And then Brad Pitt going, that's stupid. If you if anyone kills anyone, then they go to jail. Yeah, it's manslaughter. Yeah, something about manslaughter. Yeah, it just yeah. Makes, yeah. I felt like a telegraph joke to me. I don't know. I'm surprised you liked it. Regardless of the movie that comes out, a new movie from Quentin Tarantino is an event. Like he is an auteur. He's that, like the ninth movie from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, because he said he's only going to yeah. do ten and then he's out. But it's it's just we rare. It's rare to see a movie from him at all. And so I am interested in any new project he has, even though a lot of his movies I don't really care for. You didn't read the synopsis for this yet, did you? No, I didn't. It's a faded television actor and his stunt double. And so television actor is Leonardo DiCaprio, stunt double, Brad Pitt, strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles. And it's going to reference the Manson murders as well, right? Yeah. So the story consists of multiple parallel stories. And uh, it's similar to Pulp Fiction, how the stories kind of come together, but you follow different characters, primarily focusing on Pitt and DiCaprio. Okay. And it's kind of crazy. We haven't seen DiCaprio in a movie since 2015 in The Revenant. Ever since he got his Oscar. He hasn't been in any movie? Yeah. Ever since he got his Oscar, he's like, I'm out. Taking my break. Finally earned it. Dating some models, I guess. But It's a hard life. Yeah. Really, really tough. But I I do think this will be Tarantino's most tongue-in-cheek movie. In fact, he's casting all these modern stars as 60 stars that we all know. Like Steve McQueen, Bruce Lee, like you said. Right. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Charles Manson's going to be in there, too. But I, I don't know how this movie will end up. Do you know who's playing Charles Manson? Yes. Yes. Guy from Justified. Yeah, What's I, I forget I his name. I can't think of his name. But yeah. it's, it's kind of perfect Your guy casting. from Justified? No, he's... Uh, Walter Dewey, Dewey is his character name in Justified. I don't, I don't remember his actress, actor name. Yeah. But I'm super stoked. He's, he's a solid actor, though. Because um, this will be, obviously, a different take on history. I forget what they call that. Damon Harriman. That's the guy. I don't know. I haven't met him in Justified yet. But if you, any of you saw the uh, Inglorious... You have. He's in the pilot. The oh. Inglorious Illegitimate Children movie. <laughs> uh, you could say B-A-S turds? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family nice. friendly. This works so Joel. well. Just spell the first three letters in anything and you get away with it. <laughs> Especially if it ends in turds. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Uh, but, but obviously, oh, it's revisionist history. Family obviously, friendly, we Joel. saw the revisionist history <laughs> yeah. in that one where they took out Hitler just they because they you think, could. You think this is going to be revisionist history? Where they took I think out it will be Trump a little Manson? more somber because when you deal with the Manson murders, like it's it's dark. Well, especially if Margot Robbie's dark. playing. Hitler wasn't dark enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dark there. It's only when you get to Charles Manson that it gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not I, the I can't freaking wait. What's your number two? Number two. My number two is actually John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. John Wick 3? Yes. Uh, oh, dang it. Ah, this is going to be Playmobil. He had a the, joke. This is going to be Playmobil the movie, but uh, whatever. 
It's the joke's over. It's done. We already brought that one up anyway. Yeah, I know. That's why. He kept bringing up ones that I was like, that's my joke one. Sorry? Synopsis. Super assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassin's Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the largest. He is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. Let me ask you this. Million? He couldn't get 15? Yeah. Really? So yeah, John Wick random. 1 was lightning in a bottle. Yes. John Wick 2, how did that work? It shouldn't have worked. It wasn't as good as the first one, but still no, a lot of fun. it was still good. It yeah. was still really good. No, that thing is like, but it wasn't as good as the first one. But how do they mm. do number three? So it, honestly, it's like good faith that they've bought at this point. Like for three, I look at the trailer and I'm like, I don't know how you're going to be good. And Halle Berry, I don't care. Halle Berry's a jinx. She kind of is. <laughs> I get it. James Bond. Uh, is it going to work though? Well, and the, and the director, by the way, he's a stunt man who basically only directed John Wick so far. Yeah, he's a stunt coordinator who did that, and I'm like, but he's pulled that off. He has. But I got three words for you, gentlemen. Has. Ready for the three words? John Wick three. Horses, mm-hmm. motorcycles, ninjas. Yes. These are all the things that make me want to see this film. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just like, I saw that in the trailer. I'm like, yes, yes. If, if there was only a trailer that had those three words, and that's a John Wick three, that would be Parabellum. Yeah. Honestly, did you know what parabellum means? P A R Rebellum. <laughs> there you go. It's not a swear word, so you don't have to spell it. Uh, it comes from the Latin phrase CV Pesum Parabellum, which means if you want peace, prepare for war. Also, it's a handgun cartridge, parabellum. So oh. it's a weird title. It sounds like part of the brain, but it, it really means war. No, that's the thing is it feels like it's getting a little cerebral, <laughs> part of the brain, with the title, and I don't like that as much. It just seems like a little a little uppity for the franchise. Okay. Like, you know, John Wick 1. It is John a little Wick uppity 2, for the franchise. John Wick 3. That's all you really need. Yeah, because it's guns and body count. It's Why, double tapping. Chapter, chapter Why three? add Parabellum to this? Especially John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yeah. It's, it's a lot it's of too things. Wordy. But I'm still excited to see it. I, I think I'm excited to see Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves reunited once again. Yeah. Feels so good. Uh, but overall, this is what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a while before I get to see it, but I will watch it eventually. Okay. When's it out? Uh, it comes out May, 9th, May 17th. Oh, that's really soon. So what do you have for honorable mentions then? Uh, honorable mentions, I actually have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Brightburn. Mm. Okay. Yeah. One of those will be good. <laughs> Brightburn? <laughs> so you're going to end up loving that movie. Uh, and then my number one, and it's not going to make Kent happy. It's not going to make Jacob happy, but it'll make me happy. How dare you? Oh, oh can I guess? Uh, yeah. It is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I was going to give a joke one. Dang it. Dang it. Okay, you can go ahead and guess for real, kid. Dora. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. No, uh, it's Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. So this has come out? Uh, July 5th. Okay. So this one, Peter Parker and his friends go on a European vacation where Peter finds himself agreeing to help Nick Fury to uncover the mystery of several elemental creature attacks creating Hold havoc across the on. continent. Nick Fury disappeared. Spider-Man disappeared too. Hey, it could, no be spoilers. A could be War. a prequel. I don't understand. Spoilers. Uh, this is directed by John Watts, who basically has only done Spider-Man Homecoming at this point, and it stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Lara Harrier, Jacob Battalion, and Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Yeah, crazy, right? That Which Jake crazy. Gyllenhaal in a superhero he, movie. He would not take on any superhero movie. In fact, refused a lot of yeah, them. But this and one, now he's like this B-list Spider-Man villain? I believe... Oh, who was it? Ah, I saw it in an interview. I want to say Ryan Reynolds, but I'm not sure. But one of his buddies talked him into it. He's like, you got to do probably Ryan Reynolds. No, he's, he's James Marsdenine. That's what I call this. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be in Sonic 2 next? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This, but this a one, buddy talked him into it? A buddy talked him into it because he said, yeah, you know, give these, give these movies a shot. You'll have a lot of fun with them. Like, it, it's kind of a, I guess they consider, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal would probably consider it a break from all his serious cerebral yes, get totally. into the mind of a killer roles. Right. 
but I mean, he was a Nightcrawler, so. Uh, oh, that was different. <laughs> that was uh, exactly the same plot as the X-Men Nightcrawler movie. <laughs> uh, Nightcrawler is a fantastic drama. It really is. Very dark. Horrifying. Uh, but a lot of fun. But uh, the reason I, this is on there is it's because I'm excited to be excited about a Spider-Man movie again. I thought Since the franchise. Well, no, I, I thought the franchise had kind of been run into the ground, and like when Spider-Man: Homecoming came out, I was like, "Not again! Let's let's not do this again." Joel, and you were hyped for that movie. No, eventually I was. You and saw so, the trailer in February, and you were hyped for the movie ever yeah, since. But they have a Tom Holland, poster. but they announced it, and I was like, "No, I don't oh, want sure. another Spider-Man yes. movie." I saw that one, loved it, and so I'm like, you know what? I'm excited to see another Spider-Man movie, and that makes me feel good because it, it makes me feel hopeful. It makes you feel good that a multi-billion dollar company is going to make another billion dollars? Yes, Sony needs the money. Excuse it, me. Well, yeah. S-O-N-E <laughs> needs the money. <laughs> Sony Disney? Because Disney's going to buy Sony at the end of summer. S-O-N-E and D-I-S-N-E. All right, my honorable mentions are Tolkien. Comes out May 10th, so really, really soon. Yeah. I'm excited to see this, and it may be a little bit slow for a lot of audiences' taste, but I hope it gives a little more insight into who J.R.R. Tolkien is. Also, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm. I didn't really care about this. I was was on board with you, Joel, but every trailer I've seen, I'm like, if this can fulfill the promise that's given here, which, by the way, Godzilla did not from the trailers, Mm This will be one of the biggest spectacles of the summer. You think summer. Eleven is going to be like in it for the first five minutes and then disappear no, for the rest she, of the movie? No, it will show, oh yeah, good call. <laughs> She'll be in it. She'll kind of be like the anchor for this movie and for probably Godzilla versus Kong as Millie, well. What's her name? Millie? Millie Eleven? No. Vanilli. <laughs> no, Millie it's Vanilli. not Millie Vanilli. Vanilli. Yeah, I think that's What it. is that, that actress's right. name? That sounds right. Millie Bobby Brown. Yes, that's right. Is it really? It is. Is it Bobby Brown? It's Millie real? Bobby Brown, yes. Yeah. I'm so sad I got that right on it's accident. It's her prerogative. It, not by accident, please. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited for that one. It looks cool. I just hope the action can fulfill on what it It's what getting it too Pacific rim for me. Is it? It feels Pacific rim That is a lot of monsters. Guess who loves Pacific Rim, but not the sequel. He's pointing at himself. Yes. Also, even though we kind of P-O-O pooed on this movie... <laughs> P-O-O pooed and then you on this movie. You forgot the <laughs> We poo-pooed on this. Dark Phoenix, I'm so interested to see how this turns out. If it'll be a mega bomb or okay. I'm interested to see. I like how the best possible outcome is it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm interested to see the swan song for X-Men uh, with Fox. But my number one movie, we've already talked about it, is John Wick 3 Parabellum. Ah, uh, that is your number one. I comes out guess that. May 17th. Keanu Reeves said this will, and obviously money talks, but this will most likely be the final movie for him in the John Wick series. For him? Yeah, because they could always do the Continental, which they've talked about doing for a TV series and whatnot. Uh, I could see Keanu Reeves playing this role forever. I love, okay, I love the concept of like, I think it's like the tagline or something where it's like, every trained assassin in the world is set out to kill John Wick. Yeah. Odds seem fair. And I'm like, that's hilarious because John Wick's like, he's a super... How, it's funny because how is it so Taken came out 2008 mm-hmm. and then it ca- had two sequels and then Kevin Costner got a movie Denzel Washington got the Equalizer series every old man got a Bruce a, Willis yeah with Death yeah. Wish yeah. It, it's, Jennifer it, Garner got Peppermint of, yeah and so there are all these actors. vigilante movies and the, the genre just like everyone's like make it go away Keanu Reeves has become the epitome of this yeah. older man Vendetta series and Man, it is the it is the exclamation point, and I hope the series maybe does end at three. I ho- no, I hope it does. Yes, I, I feel like much like Toy Story, something some trilogies should end at a trilogy. Forky versus John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, on John Wick's one though. I don't know if I'd mind if they just kind of kept it cool and kept going, like because to begin with it was low key. 
you know, and now oh, it's like big yeah, summer got blockbuster. Got a mischief, what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> guess, but at the same time, it no, just feels like funny. Yeah, it thanks. feels like the dog arc <laughs> should be completed here. The dog arc. The dog arc. If you next, mean, next we hear the cat arc, and then that's... Oh, man. Then we, it's, but we it, the, whole, the, the whole point of John Wick 1 is that's that Richard he's Gere out. He's out. He was done. Yeah. And then this dog brought him back in. And then 2 is like an immediate sequel. Yes. So it makes sense to do a sequel because his story isn't over yet. And if 3 they is keep an going, immediate sequel. Like... It is that hour. Is it? Well, that's yeah. what's happening with three as well. Yeah, three. Yeah. Remember, he takes off at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. And they're setting the timer. And then this movie it begins. Can't, it can't be an immediate sequel, though, because the dude's got to heal. <laughs> no, he's got to so heal. Up after two. Well, maybe what they'll do is they'll take a break, like, chronologically after this one. Okay, and so then it'll pass out, then it's like five years later. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange that these movies work because the side characters, except for, like, the uh, hotel owner of the Continental, they're all kind of bad. Like the second one had Ruby Rose in common, and they were terrible in that movie. Yeah. But the movie's still cool. Somehow. It is so cool. Somehow, so yeah, yeah, please bless this movie is at least as good as two. So there's there's a couple movies you guys didn't bring up. I want to know your thoughts on. Yeah, please uh, do. New Mutants being the first one. Oh, that's not going to be released. It's not? Mm-mm. Disney has pushed that or maybe taken it off the schedule altogether. Really? So that has Maisie Williams and Anya Taylor-Joy. This is meant to be a dark, a rated R, yeah. dark horror X-Men story. And now that Disney's bought, they've, they've taken it? Yeah, they've, they've shelved it. That's this may end up premiering on Disney Plus eventually at the end of the year. But this was supposed to release, we talked about this, August, like August of 2017, I believe. And has been pushed and pushed and pushed. <laughs> what was that, Joel? little notification. And I don't think we'll ever see the light of day on big screens, honestly. Huh. Because it doesn't fit Disney's MO. No, it doesn't at all. No. Uh, what about Late Night? Did you guys see the trailer for that? That one did really well at Sundance. Yeah, I, Sundance I, mean, I know Emily liked it a lot. I did, I, the trailer I was impressed by. Like the premise, I was like, eh. And then Emma I watched Thompson. the trailer and I'm like, okay. Mindy. And, and Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling yeah. yeah. And she, yeah. who wrote it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be funny. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay. So what do you guys think will be the highest money earner? This oh, oh, oh there was one more. Hobbs yes. and Shaw. Didn't mention oh, that, did Oh, we? my gosh. Oh, uh, I'm going to have to change my list. I that's want, not... Is that, okay, honorable is that mentions? Bomb or is that... No, good? honorable mentions, Hobbs and Shaw for winner. because this movie, that last trailer, was incredible. The, the last, choreography in the last trailer made me go, are you joking? that looks so stupid. I need to see that. I haven't seen a newer trailer. You I need to. Mark has already claimed this movie, so you guys can't come to the screening. I'm sure you're super sad <laughs> oh, no. about that. <laughs> Dang. But Idris Elba is the super soldier. I have to spend more time with my wife and children that I love. <laughs> instead of The Rock and Jason Statham. Mm. I don't know. That's kind of even right there. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really want to see this movie because it looks it looks to be to capitalize on the Fast and Furious formula. Okay, I better watch the new trailer. Yes. I guess I have to, too. So what do you guys think will be the biggest movie of the summer box office-wise? I mean, aside from uh, you Endgame. Mean after? Well, Endgame is not a summer movie because it came out in April. Technically, it's a summer movie. It's not. It was Batman Superman. Superman. It's not. That came out in March. <laughs> I think like, it's going to Spider-Man. The, like the best or what's going to make the most money? Most money. Spider-Man. Yeah, Men in Black. Really? No, Spider-Man. Lion King. Oh, Lion King. I wasn't even too. counting Lion King. Spider-Man will make probably a billion dollars based on the Endgame success, but it's got to be Lion King. Lion King over Aladdin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By far. For sure. Okay. Money-wise. Okay, so you say, you say, you say, I say Lion King, or you say Lion King, I'll say Spider-Man, Jacob over here is saying, I'm going to hold out hope that Aladdin's the best movie, but we'll say Men in in Black. Your original answer, yeah, Men in Black. Men in Black is what I said will make money. That was Jacob's original answer. Right. Uh, No, I guess uh, I forgot about Lion King. Yeah. But your vote is Men in Black. Also, so also Spider-Man. <laughs> We're voting tacos. The loser pays for milkshakes no, for everyone. No. It's summertime. Not milkshake. my final vote. Milkshake during summer? Yeah. Lemonade during summer. Ooh. 
That's not as expensive. Frozen lemonade. Frozen lemonade. <laughs> yeah. fro- Ooh, I'm in. From Chick Fil A. Yes. The frozen lemonade from Chick Fil A. The show's not brought to you by your frozen, <laughs> frozen lemonade, lemonade from Chick Fil A. Yes. All right. Finger boop. That's the deal. Whoever whoever boop. gets the highest one boop, boop, boop. wins. <laughs> I was reaching. <laughs> that was hard. Oh. So there we go. There are our top five and bottom five movies. Can you want to run through your top five just real quick? I do indeed. My top five is. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Midsummer, Yesterday, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and John Wick 3, Parabellum. And mine were The Dead Don't Die, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Yesterday, John Wick 3, and Spider-Man Far From Home. And my bottom five were Palms, The Angry Birds Movie 2, Aladdin, Playmobil, The Movie, and Brightburn. My bomb list was Child's Play, Aladdin, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, and The Hustle. Yeah. This movie, this summer, basically features a whole bunch of movies that I wouldn't mind seeing. Even the ones that we read? Yeah. Like Playmobil, The Movie? Oh, no, not that. I'm saying like the best ones are like, that's the best list is like, I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing. Oh. <laughs> You're pretty passive about it. Yeah, these are really passive. Like there's nothing to get me excited here. You need to get some more joy in your life, Jacob. Okay, I'll watch Brightburn. Yay! Mm-hmm. So before we go, I, we do want to thank the patrons we have for the listener and the Bacon Council category. So I'd like to thank Terry Finley, Scott Sprague, A More Civilized Podcast, Jordan Rexick, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray, listener emeritus. Oh. And our baking council, Nicole D. Hale, Spencer Myers, The Spirit of 38 Podcast, Chris Anderson, who got a song, Ryan Farron, who also got a song. Yes, I did. And Matt Smudrow, who got a song last week. We so love you songs. all. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, Bacon Sale on Twitter, and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale if you want to find our merchandise. There's a lot of stuff there, some cool stuff. Uh, go and support us on patreon.com if you are not already doing so. We really, really do appreciate your support thank there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it helps. Uh, we're, we're really grateful to those of you that are already supporting us. And uh, if you're a listener and would like to help us out and get some more content, Go check out patreon.com. And it allows us to do things like uh, we're doing with the with the event that we're doing. It does. This is, I mean, this is how we get magical billboards up and do some advertising. They are magical. If you've seen them, they're pretty magical. And uh, and if you have seen our billboards up, let us know. We'd love to we'd love to hear about that. And don't forget one more time, our bacon sale burger event at From Scratch Restaurant is going to be happening this coming Saturday. May 11th. May 11th. What time? From 2019. From, yeah. You're listening to this in the fair future. We said it so many times. Uh, from four to six, we will be there. Watch it get canceled last minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, we got to move it. So much marketing. Yeah, but go there from anywhere from four to ten to pick up your free burger. Okay, this is really awesome burger. We want you to come have it. It's only going to be happening this day. Go to the From Scratch restaurant, get this thing, get the GrubPass app, and that's all you have to do. Nothing else is required of you. Just show up, show the app, get the free burger. It's awesome. So until next time, this is Bacon Sale. Protecting the Earth from the Scum of the Universe. That's so lame. Why did that happen? You're the one that came up with that. <laughs> yes! No, Jake. don't. don't. Yeah. Honestly. But guys, I don't know how to use my phone or the internet. What if I don't want to have dinner before 6 p.m. and I can't make it till after you leave? Yeah, but guys, good. what if I only have a flip phone? <laughs> then I can't download apps. Bring your tablet. Whatever. Oh, okay. I have a Kindle. It's gonna Surprise, awesome. Jacob's a woman. <laughs> I haven't even asked about yet. Ooh la la. There are a lot of people in this world that don't like tomatoes. A lot. You deserve that. (laughs) Just wreck yourself in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My headphones attacked me. Karma train. Drunk train.
that's what everyone is looking forward to. I'm looking forward to this artsy film that was made in Zimbabwe with nothing more with than a rock. Jacob, you ready? Yes, although I'm wondering how it's going to play. Welcome that, to Bacon that, Cell. Exactly. <laughs> I think you have some uh, backspooning ode right now, so. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm dainty. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, you a cheerleader? It's PG-13. I am so in. And it was really overtly sexual. Hashtag hot Jafar. I'm I'm a jerk. This show. But it's M U R dur. M U R dur. Live action. What a wonderful phrase. It means nothing. We just want to make more money. Yes. 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 Nala Queen. It's just a bunch of animated fat Legos screaming. I hate it so much because it, so it kills mad. the canon of Superman. So it's mad. a direct ripoff of Superman. Superman, yes. <laughs> Rebel Wilson is a Japanese superhero. Right, bird. The Wizard of Oz for perverts? Build it's basically end. like This Is Us, but with more <laughs> Satanism. Machine. You didn't think of anything before Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> BAS turns? <laughs> it's not dark there. It's only when you get to Charles Manson that it gets dark. Yeah. P-A-R Rebellum. The joke's over. It's done. It's not going to make Kent happy. It's not going to make Jacob happy, but it'll make me happy. I say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for that, Jake. Burpee idol over there. <laughs>